Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg, and this is the podcast where we're talking, thinking, making, and drinking some delicious cocktails. That's my favorite part. That, that's, you know, the talking, <laughs> the thinking, the making. It's all fun. That's okay. It's all fun, but it comes down. Drinking. And, and culminates into the delicious flavors that occur in these glasses and et cetera, et cetera. That's right. And it's been a long time. It has been. It's been a while. It's been several, several months since we were last put an episode out. So it's about time to get back into it and get you guys some more to listen to. We really yes. thank the folks who have found us and have been listening to our 35 other previous episodes. It's kind of been slowly churning on. It's been exciting, actually, to like think that nobody remembered us, and then we go back in and see our listens are up. Exactly. So, um, so that's kinda... been great. And welcome to the people who have started listening. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. You're kind of like that... Uh, pan of potpourri boiling on the back burner of the stove Just, <laughs> it's still going still it's still going. back there so we're going to add a little water to that potpourri tonight that's right we're going to bump it back up with a few with a delicious episode for you here what do we what do we got tonight Jen? well you know we have focused on a lot of different alcohols in the past but the one we haven't really focused on heavily is vodka mm-hmm. so i was like perfect opportunity for us to do a vodka episode come back in strong with some and- vodka that's right. And another, um, and we have several drinks tonight, of course. Of we course we do. Got a couple for you you think you might enjoy. Um, a, a kind of popular and um, classic now. Classic. I would say uh, I would say it definitely has gotten into the realm of classic now. Whether at first perhaps maybe polarizing. Maybe. One might say. Um, so we are going to feature the Cosmo. The Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan. And then a riff on the Cosmopolitan that we enjoy a lot. Absolutely. I'm going to be quite honest. So the Cosmopolitan is- Honesty moment, everybody. It is. This is is from the heart. I don't know if I've ever had one. Um, I I don't think I've spent (laughs) a lot of time with it either. You know, they kind of came out- I was worried it was going to be too sweet and too cloying. Right. And I thought it kind of came out at the same time as like the Apple Teeny and kind of like came into popularity around- and that's not, you know, not what I'm interested in is that kind of thing. So it, it never really appealed to me. And, you know, like we said, to be fair, this is, it's a classic. It is in the realm of classic cocktail yeah. now. So we're going to give it a fair shake tonight. We are. And, you know, of course, we we test recipes. Oh, yeah. We're going to test it out. Before going into it. And we don't just want to introduce you guys to something we don't believe in. Absolutely. So I will say I'm converted on this. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, it is much more a sneak peek. It's good. We like. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. I um. So I don't want you guys just to be like dismissive yeah, immediately. Like don't I shut was. us off and move, <laughs> don't fast forward to the next episode or. Yeah, I um. If you like a sour, I would say if you like a sour, then it's going to be, it's going to be similar. Right. So it's going to be say. something you're going to like. Yeah. So um. So where, let us. Yeah. Make... Where should we? How should we? Where should we weave in here? Well, where, I mean, we, we always need a drink to start, right? Because yeah, why would you want right to hear about any of this stuff if you weren't already making a cocktail? So. All right. What do we? What do we need here? What do we need to make this thing? All right, cosmopolitan. So you're going to need your shaker, and oh, you're going to need very nice. some ice in it. You might have guessed there's vodka in it, since we said this was going to be our vodka episode. A little ice going right. in the shaker. So um, we're going to do two ounces of vodka. Okay, I'm going to put that in there. What vodka did we use? There's two ounces in there now. Do you remember? I I don't remember the name. It's We just have it here in a little tiny pre-measured amount. I don't even remember which bottle we got. It any out. vodka. I'm going <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> any vodka is going to be fine. <laughs> if you have vodka, any vodka will be fine. 
I've read some articles during this whole COVID thing when we haven't been doing episodes, but I've been doing research that there's certain there's certain alcohols that lend themselves best for cocktails, and there's certain ones that no matter what kind of drink you're making, anything kind of is okay. Is, yeah. yeah, vodka is one of those alcohols that yeah. you don't need to put an expensive vodka into a cocktail. Right. Can, that was a good article. I read that too. Yeah. <laughs> it was about, you know, kind of uh, when... I when it was like liquor.com. Right, I think, think it was. Yeah. And it was kind of like, when do you not take that nice bottle? Well, could you just absolutely not use that for cocktails? And they kind of broke it down for you. It was a good article. I wish we could remember that. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, just as a brief, I remember a little bit, vodka, don't use the most expensive. It's not going to make any difference. Right. Um. So just use vodka for cocktails. It's fine. What you've got will work. Um, the one alcohol they said does make a difference for your cocktails, um, generally would be like scotch and whiskey because they right. have a, a pretty different taste profile the between way they, them. The way they achieve those f- flavor profiles is uh, going to be unique between each one. So it, right. it's actually, there's something physical they're doing to it. And gin, um, can be very different too. So I would say gin is one that you might want to kind of play around in price ranges, right. but vodka straight up. Don't even worry about it. Just so this is so this is a good thing there. that I just don't even know what it is. Doesn't even matter. And it was good because it reminded me of the article yep, too. So very, perfect. Okay, so two ounces of vodka. If I hadn't already said it, um, you can use uh, cranberry juice cocktail, which usually mm-hmm. has sweetener in it. Yep. What I did though for our recipe tonight, and this is what I'm going to suggest to you, is I did one ounce of cranberry juice unsweetened. Right. And then I did a half an ounce of simple syrup. Right, right. We kind of, and then you can kind of sweeten it to your own taste. Exactly, because what I was worried about is that I wasn't going to like it because it was going to be too sweet. Right, I was going to kind of force that sweet by using that sweetened cranberry juice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of created my own cranberry juice cocktail by adding simple syrup. Um, but you know, I think bars just use sweetened cranberry juice. It's fine. Right. Just don't use the simple syrup if you use that. It, it's up to you. And generally, you know, at home when you're making these things, uh, I find it's best just to kind of deconstruct stuff like that and just do your best to make your own perfect version of it. So, Well, that was it. Like, I mean, we know enough now to go, well, cranberry juice, it's delicious. It's a little sweet. Do I want my drink to be as sweet as that? Right. I didn't. So uh, we we adjusted. But Very good. either way. So um, that's one ounce of cranberry juice cocktail. All right. Um, if you don't use the sweetener, if you don't use a sweetened cocktail, then add a half an ounce of simple syrup. So, Which we have done. That's right. All right. You're going to do three quarters of an ounce of freshly squeezed, excuse me, freshly squeezed lime juice. And we've got that in there. And then um, three quarters of an ounce of triple sec or some other sort of orange liqueur would work fine, too. Right. We've got Contro here, so I think we're going to put that in there. Um Triple sec, though, is the recipe. So just okay. put that out there. Um, anyway, and then you're going to close up your shaker, and you're going to shake that sucker. And um, we had a couple of pre-chilled martini glasses in our freezer. So I'm going to go ahead and pull those shake out. Here. Um, you don't have to. You just have to make sure you shake long enough for it to be cold. But it is really nice to have a really cold martini glass to pour this into. And check this out. Here it goes. This is a very pink drink yeah this version that, yeah. They gave, <laughs> g- g- that we gave you it, it's going to come out pink you're going to have pink it's going to have a nice from the shaking you're going to have that kind of nice froth on top of it there that's right and, so and it's then uh, you know nice. our chilled nice. glass is really beautiful when you pour that pink in there um 
Yeah, it's it's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty it's drink. Nice. I, can, I will say. You can see why people uh, order it. I mean, it looks like a party in a glass. It is. I mean, I yeah, think I've it had. It totally does. I think I've heard that. I I'm think gonna have that's, a sip. Yeah, Here, go for you it. Talk for a second. But I think I've heard people say that that's kind of what it is. You know, the kind of lower ABV. You know, it's not going to hit you like a Manhattan is going to, and it looks like a party in a glass. It does. I think um, uh, some of the other recipes I saw had like a a curl of orange peel on top, and I think that would be nice in this too. Um, but most of the time they're ungarnished. So what do you think? That's good. That's good. To me, the one that we've made kind of kind of hits the palate more like a modified sour. You know what I mean? So it has a little bit of. I mean, I think it's been described really as the soury sweet or the sweetie sour style drink. And definitely with the kind of uh, lower sweet that we put in there, it comes across more like a sour. And I think uh, I really encourage people to, you know, give it a shot at home. Don't be frightened off by what your preconceived notions of this cocktail were. And you know, it's. I would try this recipe if you're worried yeah, about. Yeah, if you're I would do it work that. it that way. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it's good. I really love cranberry and lime juice. So yeah, it's a good um, combo. Yeah, I. You know, it. It really took me reading this recipe. <laughs> and knowing enough, having had enough drinks yeah. to actually talk myself into making this and doing an episode of this. But right. And again, you know, I think the cranberry too kind of lends not only, uh, not only are you getting the, uh, another sip. Yeah, go for it. Not only are you getting the kind of sweet from the cranberry juice and you're getting definitely that acid from the citrus, you're also, I'm getting, you know, quite a bit of that. Cranberry has that tart element mm-hmm. to it. I like that, yeah. which I do too. Which I really like in a cocktail. I like that kind of tart element that comes from some of the ingredients you use. So I think that you know, play with the recipe, you know, on your own at home, and maybe you're going to back that sweet off even more to kind of reveal more of that tartness. And you know, just yeah, you know the thing. I say don't avoid that. Don't avoid this. Yeah, I think the thing also with the tartness, um, like vodka. <laughs> cat's going crazy behind the curtain um vodka i think blends in a little too much is usually why i don't use vodka for drinks because i like to taste alcohol right um it also reminds you to slow down (laughs) and not just to suck it down right and i would say but i think the tartness um on this helps remind you a little bit of that of that you're actually having a cocktail yeah. yeah so it becomes more of a sipper as opposed to just a hidden a glugger <laughs> a, a, a hidden <laughs> hidden headache in a glass That's yeah right. um so i i i like something that reminds me right. of that you know so yeah i think flavor wise it was different than i was expecting you know it, from what i thought it, it might turn out to be what we, i know that we were we had some things that we looked up about the history of this and you know we i think yeah. we all are familiar with the Sex in a City stuff there kind of at the end of the 90s. But where did this thing come from? You know, it was um, born on the cusp of the gay rights movement. Um, and before the cocktail culture kind of revamped kind of itself. Good, and good like, cocktails came right. out. So, I mean, you might think of it. I think there was an article I was we were reading that was talking about, you know, how this ends up to be um, a cocktail that was like, in cocktail bars, but also in, you know, TGI Fridays and like those yeah. kind of places too. Yep. But the truth is, it's a fast cocktail to make. Right. And it was really popular. Yeah. Super um, it popular. actually tastes good. Right. Um, well, and previously, so I think they it, would make I think it, it didn't. A ton of I, th- these in I bars. think at first, 
it didn't taste so good. It had some weird ingredients, and it just it was seemed like it was the wrong path. So until there, it got modified. Yeah, there was um, there was controversy about where the cocktail was born, and um, I I personally think that it all ended up to be um, this Toby Chichini. Chechny, Chechny, I'm sorry, I'm terrible at this. I sorry, Toby. shouldn't even do this. Um, You're tearing up your name. Toby, yes, Toby. Again, again this is not he the was, pronunciation show. Nope, this is not at all. amateur bartending for amateur people. Um, he was the owner of the Long Island Bar in New York City, and he was credited with inventing the modern day cosmopolitan. Now, where did he first encounter that? Didn't he? I read he, a little bit about something. Yeah, he said that um, he first um, had kind of stumbled on. The, a drink called the Cosmopolitan that was making rounds in the gay bars in San Francisco in the mid-1980s. Um, and it was made, I mean, just now we've given you guys the ingredients of this one. Um, the previous one was made with real vodka, roses, lime juice, roses, grenadine, and it went into a martini glass. And if you guys have had roses, lime juice, <laughs> it's like or overly the sweet. Yeah. And it's overly way, 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 way bitter. Um, so he was, he worked um, at a bar, he was working at a bar and he was like, well, you know, everybody loves the color of that cocktail, but honestly, the taste is exactly what I had been afraid of. It's probably like cloying, right? And so terrible, just probably terrible. Just, it's probably gross. It's just a disguise, <laughs> probably like massive quantity of vodka is what it was intended to do, I'm yeah, sure. But it looked really pretty, you know, and it, yeah, and so party so, in a glass. Yeah, so so he was like, well, what can we do to um, kind of reconstruct it um, to be tasting better? So he's like, well, let's use some lime juice and some Contro, um, like they do in margaritas. And then Absolute had just come out with the Absolute Citron, which was lemon flavored. So he tried that, um, and then he added a little, excuse me, he added a little cranberry juice um, that was on hand from a lot of the people in Cape Cod. And it was kind of popular in the area he was in. And he started, so he added all those ingredients, essentially, mm-hmm. the recipe we shared with you today. Right. Um, and he tried it out on his waitresses at the bar, and they were crazy about it. It became their staff drink. And soon the staff um, started turning into regulars, turning the regulars onto it. And then people he didn't even know knew about it were coming up and ordering to it. Order it. That's great. So it just like kind of caught on from the wait staff. That's great. Um, and he said that the Odeon, the Odeon at the time was a stronghold of names, which is the bar where he was working when he came up with it. Um, he said, I like this. He said, Madonna and Sandra Bernhard were there every day. He was 25 and they'd be like, boyfriend, give us more of that pink drink. Um, Uh, back, (laughs) back then I'd give him Madonna whatever she wanted. And the drink was uh, disseminated into Lower Manhattan. Especially if, if I was 25, year. making her cocktail, I'd have been like, you can have whatever you want, Madonna. So when it started popularity there and then just kind of spread like wildfire, right? Wow. Um, okay. So, yeah, Toby. Toby, actually, I th- I believe after reading all the accounts, I think he probably it sounds like given it. the credit And for especially it. since he's like, kind of like, it seems like some of the stuff I wrote about him, he was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I made it up. So, I mean, yeah. he, he's being like, very not trying to take well, credit. So you probably yeah. did do it, so. <laughs> um, but there was kind of this, uh, so John Kane, who is a bartender in San Francisco, he had been credited with popularizing the Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. Um, here is what he said. He said, this drink predates World War II. 
And it was originally called the vodka gimlet. And a gimlet was made because you need to add something to well or vodka gin because the well liquors are made so badly. Sure. And then after World War II, people discovered Contro from France, and that drink became the kamikaze. Which oh, that's right. Kamikaze is vodka, triple second lime juice, which is almost where you are. You're, right? you're almost there. Yep. And then in the 1980s, they added cranberry juice to the basic kamikaze to make this a pretty drink. And there you have the cosmopolitan. Right. And it probably, like I said, it probably added that bitter element that comes from cranberry juice. And that probably like was the missing key between that. But I guess like during the time of this, um, ocean spray like caught on. And man, they were like pouring their marketing money into the Ocean wow. Spray cranberry yeah. juice yeah. because of the ingredients. And then um, what was the vodka company? There was a vodka company, too, that was uh, that. Sorry. I yeah, there was. I think. Yeah, I remember reading um, about that. There was. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, a, a vodka company also like put in a bunch of money in promoting this particular cocktail. Because it was becoming so popular in New York. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that increased the popularity of it, too, because they were advertising in, in food and wine and, like, oh, Citron. Uh, so, absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They were just, like, popularizing this and advertising it everywhere. And um, so it really did, like, kind of come out of um, somebody's brainchild, but then also was really supported with marketing dollars. <laughs> so. Yep, so that 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 is the magic Magic time right there, of course. And then, of course, Sex in the City. Yeah, I think what, it came so out when, in like 1990. Well, there was a period of time, wasn't there? There was a period of time between kind of the real first. Yeah, it died down. Blossoming. Like, for 10 years. It just like, yeah, there was nobody kind of really a, knew about it after a while. There was kind of a blossoming of the, of the Cosmopolitan. Then it died yeah, out. Of, it it died out of popularity. And then here, 10 years later, the writers for. Uh, Sex in the City. Sex in the City had, uh, you know, the gals start drinking that. And and that was like a major part of their show is they would go and have drinks together. Right. And that was their they drink. Ta- they kind of so. talked about it, you know, for those, you know, for those folks that were into the show, obviously that was a pretty big uh, motivator. And they're like, they look like they're having fun. I'm going to have that too. I mean, that I, makes sense to me. I think that show ran for like six years or something like that yeah. too. So, I mean, it was kind it's of a lot a, of Cosmos. Yeah. It brought the Cosmos back. And right. then... Um, yeah, and, and now I kind of feel like people have lost track of them again. Right, and, so. and I think we talked about this the other night, too, I think, when we were discussing this. It's like, and I guess if you were an anti-sex in the city person, that might have turned you against yeah. the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, just like that one it did side, me. just like that honest. sideways movie kind of wrecked Merlot for oh, a long time. Yeah, that's too bad. Even though Merlot is Merlot delicious. Merlot is delicious. Yeah. Don't even, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But it totally did. I mean, you can look <laughs> at the facts and you can see that Merlot took a downturn after that movie Sideways came out, which is very interesting how that works out. But, you know, same thing. You know, the effect of maybe the Cosmo coming up in popularity again mm-hmm. during the Sex and the City era, I bet there was also a backlash against that where they're like, oh, I'm never going to watch that. I'm never going to drink that drink. Yeah, probably. women are annoying. But I think we point... I like the show, But I like the show, but it did make me think, oh, Cosmos are going to be too popular. Like, right. Or maybe you hate it just because it's popular. Yeah, there's lots I, of stuff hate, like that. I hate yeah. a lot of stuff because it's popular. Sure. I mean, I think <laughs> that's a very honest thing to say. But I think that, you know, like we pointed out at the beginning of the show, I say, I say it has entered the realm now of the classic cocktail. And so don't, it has. don't, uh, don't write it off. Drink it. 
I hope you're drinking it now. I, I hope you I hope you experiment with it. Um, so I want to talk about vodka, and as we're talking about, sure. but as we're on the top of Cosmos, because I'm going to diverge away from them. Um, I will say, like our second drink that we're going to make tonight is mm-hmm. a riff on it, right? And delicious. It's one of my it's really favorite good. <laughs> favorite books. One of my first yeah. initial favorite cocktail books. Um, I'm not ready for it yet because okay. I haven't even finished my first drink. But I just wanted, I didn't want to forget there, the fact that oh, we will there's another be, one, guys. We Don't will worry. be making one. We'll do a riff um, because I do believe, like any, uh, what we would think of a classic cocktail drinks. Always have room for riffing, you know. Greg's they holding his hand out for this cocktail. They absolutely do. Um, so there's always some room, and so it's very fun to like start with the original recipe, like we like to do, and then move on to, you know, what they've done instead. So sure. Um, and I think, you know, both of the drinks we have tonight use vodka, obviously, because that's our theme. That's the theme. And then, um, but and they're both pink, different color pinks. So. Um, we there will get go. into that. I'm going to yeah, talk about start, vodka a little bit. I think bit. they started referring to this as the pink drink at some point, too. The, the damned pink drink. So yeah. Um, anyway, Cosmos. Cosmopolitans. Give it a try. Give it a try. Let's talk more about vodka. Let's go vodka We're facts. We're 100% going to talk about vodka. Um, I already told you one thing about vodka is don't worry about which one you use in your cocktails. I feel pretty strongly about that. <laughs> You don't need to go out and spend right. a you're ton not, of you money. You spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of vodka. I mean, I don't know if I'd buy the lowest one in the plastic right. jug, but I mean, it's anything mid range is probably fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to taste one that has like kerosene smell. Yeah, the one that tastes like it doesn't <laughs> taste like gasoline is probably all right. So vodka, um, I was interested in this because I always thought vodka basically came from potatoes. Like that's one way to do it. It's not. It's not true. So vodka has traditionally been made by processing equal amounts of alcohol and water with some trace additives to soften the taste and then filter the alcohol water mixture through carbon, which that clarifies, obviously, Mm -hmm, clarifies mm -hmm. the flavor and clarifies the alcohol. So you can make it out of many, many things. So alcohol used to be... The alcohol in vodka is usually distilled from white, from God, my mouth, from wheat or rye, and not potatoes like people believe. Sure. Um, it can be made of corn, sugarcane, beetroots, mm-hmm. grapes, vegetables, fruits, almost anything that ferments, kind of which also includes as, potatoes. Right. Yeah, I, think so, I think a lot of the Scandinavian vodkas are grain based, yeah. Um, one of the unusual, I'm reading this fax, and I will tell you where it came from when I can find the Ooh la la, thing. okay. Um, I think it's like faxanddetails.com or something like that was where I found this. Um, one of the unusual things about the processing of vodka is that when the alcohol and water are mixed, the mixture contracts. Um, so 500 liters of water plus 500 liters of alcohol, so equal parts, mm-hmm. produces 941 liters of vodka. Really? Yeah. That's bizarro. It traps the water, huh? I guess so. Um, and then The molecular it, structure must capture some other piece of that. It must do something. That's cool. I'd like to see that in action. Um, then there are some vodkas that do include some additives. 
so um, like sugar or sodium bicarbonate. But mm-hmm. that's not as common as uh, just as pure vodka. I always thought it was potatoes. I don't know why. I heard it one time. Well, it says that you can do it with a vegetable. So. But it says you can do it with anything that ferments. Wow, okay. So um, there is that. I also learned that it was likely that vodka originated in Poland originally. Really? Um, though that's controversial because, you know, the Russians, they love their vodka. And they like I've to heard think that. that they, they like to think that they also um, invented it. But, um, no, they've kind of decided uh, that it probably came originally from Poland. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, let's see. What other interesting things that I hear about? A, a lot of vodka things. Vodka fast facts. That's, I have also weird facts about vodka, but I was trying to get to things that are more inter- like more factual first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's a weird... Oh, I mean, that's pretty fun. It says, Victor Erofeyev... I, I practiced this before this too. Victor Erofeyev wrote in The New Yorker, quote, To this day, there are probably more euphemisms for vodka than for any other... Anything other than the male sex organ. <laughs> or money, maybe. It, it Its aliases range from, quote, hot water, the monopolka, the bubble, crankshaft, the bitter stuff, and the white stuff to the classic Soviet half liter or quarter bottle, also known as a daughter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they like the vodka. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do they ever like vodka in Russia? I will tell you how much they like it. Um, According to studies, a typical Russian man drinks 180 bottles of vodka a year. Wow. So one every two days. Holy smokes, that's a lot. That's a lot of vodka. But it's also super cheap in Russia. It's only about a dollar for a half of a liter. Jiminy. Um, So the liquor store owners in Moscow said, in our country, vodka is a purchase of the highest importance. Russians will, Russians will never skimp on vodka. They'll just eat less. <laughs> and they wow. also like to use it for a lot of superstitious kind of medicines. Um, but as you can imagine, vodka probably had its origin in being medicinal sure. first. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, absolutely. They actually, that is exactly what they thought it was. Um, just like everything you might... Everything alcohol based. <laughs> it was a medicine. Um, I was trying to find what the what was that description that they had of it? Something like it tastes like um, kerosene, and they sold it in buckets. In oh, buckets. That, that was the yeah the bad vodka. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was like way back when. Oh, it's so gross. Um, ours does not taste like that today. So uh, Russians ascribe medicinal, almost supernatural qualities to vodka. Here's some things that they use it for. Parents soak cotton, soak cotton balls in vodka and dab them on their children to bring down fevers or ease earaches. Sure. Um, vodka with pepper is prescribed for an adult with a cold. Vodka with salt is for an upset stomach. And some nuclear scientists, probably extremely unlucky ones, oh, um, no. even drink it to protect themselves from radiation poisoning. This this will do it. We'll protect ourselves from poisoning by oh, drinking this terrible. vodka. I wonder All how right. that worked out. 
Um, I think we should get on to our next drink, but then I am going to litter you with some uh, vodka facts right before we end our episode. Today. All right. We'll, we will, I mean, we will make why our... would I have done all this work not to be able to give you some weird facts? So we'll move on to the next drink, and then it's vodka fast facts speed round. Okay. So What are we, what are we going to make here? Well, I kind of alluded to the fact that it's going to come out of my favorite book, which is the Experimental Cocktail Club. Yes, page 72 to be exact. So if you guys have um, it at home, page 72, <laughs> Big Cosmo is dead. That's right. Big Cosmo is dead. That's so good. Um, so all right. It's kind of their riff on, uh, you know, because, you know, they obviously had come through. They were putting their bar together. And they their, their probably bars. were asked all these. Yeah, they were putting their bars together, and they came through probably the Carrie Bradshaw period, kind of the kind of coming down of the popularity of the drink. And then the coming of back into popularity of the drink. And they wanted to kind of say they're going to acknowledge the past, that, that it definitely is a classic cocktail, yeah. but they want to make it more of something that kind of the new cocktail drinker is going to is gonna really like. So definitely I really appreciate this complex. recipe. It's much more complex. Much I more like complex. this recipe. And I'm going to tell you the first. Okay, so you're going to do your uh, shaker. Okay, well, here with we go. Your ice I'm going to get some ice in there. Yep. And uh, I'm going to tell you it will be pink. Um, but they've added some ingredients that are going to add to ice. that complexity and that spiciness. Mm-hmm. Um, we have used this ingredient ingredient before. It's called falernum. It's kind of a spiced, simple syrup. You mm-hmm. can get it at your local um, liquor stores. Yep. Um, or you can order on Amazon, which I did because COVID. Yeah. Um, so good stuff. we used, uh, oh gosh, what's it? The Tippleman's? Tippleman's. Tippleman's, Tippleman's. is the brand it's name. good. Yeah, it's really spicy. I really like it. It's got so, a lot of it's got a lot of baking spice taste. It's good. It's delicious. Um, we are going to use two teaspoons of falernum. A little goes a long way on this on this guy. So right. two teaspoons of falernum in there, and then one it's ounce of aperol. And that is in That's there. That's going to be your pink color. Yeah, it's kind of pink and bitter coming yeah, in. Yeah, it's a little like pinky orange. Well, it's a little bit of sweet. Um, the one ounce of your freshly squeezed lime juice. Here comes which one's the lime? There's the lime here. This is. Okay, it's in there. And one ounce of vodka. And one ounce of vodka is in there. And on this one, we're going to spice it up a little bit more with two dashes of cherry bitters. Yeah, and the cherry bitters, it's going to be whether you have it in your liquor cabinet or not. I mean, you probably could either bypass that. I probably wouldn't go like Angostura bitters. No, I wouldn't, no. I would just, if you don't have the cherry, I'd probably bypass it. Um, If you don't have the cherry, what you might want to do is just take like a little uh, teaspoon of your syrup from your like sardo cherry. Now, Greg's like It's a little too sweet because I've tasted the cherry bitters on their own and they're not sweet at all. But they do add kind of like a cherry, almost a cherry skin flavor, kind Uh of a bitter cherry skin flavor, but not a lot. So if you don't have it, I would just bypass it. Um. Or if you don't have it, get it and use them for some old fashioned. Or, or just get it and use <laughs> just it. Just get it. You probably um, have it somewhere. All right. That was the ingredients. Falernum, Aperol, lime shake juice, this thing vodka, up, right? cherry bitters. Shake it up. I'm going to pull our other set of, of glasses out of the freezer because, you know, they are still a martini style cocktail. Um, right. right. So I want to I say one little thing about we've shaken both these drinks and we haven't talked too much about shaking. The kind of in the early episodes we talked about stirring. We want to do it for thirty seconds. You know, kind of try to really kind of dilute plus cool down. I think shaking is going to make stuff. The purpose of shaking is it makes it even more cool, but also it's going to kind of break up that ice in there, and so you're going to get some dilution a little faster. So really, shaking is it's tough to say how long to shake something. I mean, the smaller ice you use, the shorter the time you'll shake. 
the bigger the ice you use, the long, long, the shorter the time you're going to shake. Yeah, good point. And what you really do is you like listen to the ice itself when you're shaking it, and you're going to get a sense of when that's done. And basically what I judge it by is, because I have my shaker wrapped in a towel, once the shaker starts sticking, the towel starts sticking to the shaker, you're cold enough. You can also hear it like start to dissolve, right. and if it starts to sound a little too sloshy, you want to stop. Yeah, yeah. And once kind of that, once it. it's cold enough, that towel starts sticking to the outside of your metal tins. Then that's going to be cold enough. Yeah. Um. When you, if you use like we use big ice cubes, but if you're yeah. using like ice cubes out of your freezer, it'll or whatever, be fast. Yeah. It will be fast. Um. I would also suggest uh, using a secondary strainer for that because you'll end up with ice chips in your drink. Absolutely. Every Uh, time you're using a uh, shaker, you should be double straining. So that's the strainer that's included on top of your shaker. Mm -hmm. That's the first strainer. Or a Hawthorne strainer. Then you go through that fine conical metal mesh strainer to capture the bits of little chunks of ice that are going to go into your drink. Especially Uh, with small ice. Yeah, especially with small ice. The big ice leaves off chunks too. But anyway, that's a, a, a... an no, aside good there. Good point. Um, will you please pour that into my glass? <laughs> we certainly can <laughs> All right. pour that. Look at that color. It's it's definitely a different color it's, than the other yeah, one. Yeah, the other one is like truly like almost like a hot pink. Yeah, color. I would say that's even and almost this going almost like red. A salmon. Yeah, it kind of leans more towards Peach the orange salmon. side. Salmon. Yeah. Side by side that the cheers. the cheers. Side by side the uh, big Cosmo is dead. It does look orange. But away from the other drink, it's got a it's got a pink look to it. It's so good. It is so good. Yeah, let me let me try that one there. Yeah, you try it. I'm going to oh, yeah. talk about what I have in my mouth. Mm, yeah, um, it, it smells good too. The falernum has uh, a lot of different spices in it. I think there's a clove, mm-hmm. cinnamon, maybe like a ginger. Or there's like a lot of baking like, type of spices. Yeah, and it, it's like an undertone. Mm-hmm. And then aperol is a sweet bitter um uh aperitivo yeah aperitivo from uh italy um that sweet and bitter with those baking spices are great Mm -hmm. and then the lime juice gives just that cut of citrus to To help cut the sweet and just like really let those flavors shine through i think this is such i was really excited to this is a great flip on this yeah yeah, have this recipe with a cosmo like i wanted to have these back to back and they're not that far off i mean i think these guys really took the time to kind of find the same elements that they liked in the cosmo and tried to like recreate them using different uh you know they got the bitter from the cranberry using the uh, aperol and of course they have you can't really do citrus without citrus so you got the citrus the and, flavor, and they've got their of sweet. Very different. Though. They got their sweet that comes in from the cranberry juice, from the flanarum, mm-hmm. and that adds just a, another element that is just. It's 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 I I like this drink better, but and it's a more mature flavor I think than the uh, other Cosmo, than the original Cosmo. I think mm-hmm. it's a more mature flavor, but it's definitely in the same family as kind of a a, a good sour. I I I like the big Cosmos dead, also. But I think the regular Cosmo is a little more approachable mm-hmm. for things that are in people's refrigerators sure. more often. Sure. So, um, you know, because to get Falernum and Aperol and all those kind of things, hopefully you have them already from other episodes. But That's if right. you don't and you're like, oh, I really want to make a drink, um, Cosmo, I feel like the Cosmopolitan is like super approachable, super approachable readily gotten ingredients mm-hmm. and um, holds its own. And I think you're going to surprise your friends when you bring this out. You know, they may be, like I said, we, it was kind of a polarizing kind of drink, you know, even for us. And I think you're going to surprise your friends if you get your own version of this that kind of highlights 
whatever it is that your group likes to taste. I mean, if you want a little more bitter, maybe you highlight a little less sweet in your Cosmo when you make up your uh, simple syrup and your uh, cranberry. Maybe you go a little less simple. Uh, maybe you want a little more of it, like make it more like a sour. So maybe you kind of really back off on the sweet and the cranberry, but mm-hmm. just cranberry for, for for color. So, you know, make it your own and surprise your friends with kind of your own twist on it or go all the way and, and do the Big Cosmos Dead. Big Cosmos Dead. Experimental Cocktail Club. Book. Love it. Love that book. Love it. Um, okay, so. E- email us, uh, please, guys. Yeah. I keep um, begging every time. Email us, please. <laughs> Send us pictures of Send your drinks. Send us pictures of it's your so drinks. Fun. Look at our pictures of your drinks. Okay, I'm going to give you, uh, I know we're running a little hot in time, so but I still want to give you some vodka facts. Because I, vodka I fast have so facts. many things on vodka, I'm going to have to pull them into another episode. All right, here's some vodka facts. If you or your pet have accidentally consumed antifreeze, vodka can be used as an antidote. Any alcohol can be used as an antidote, but vodka works good too. It's amazing. It blocks the receptors and the, st- like the bad things that antifreeze will do to you because it's ethylene glycol kind of like an alcohol, the bad things it will do to you, the vodka blocks it. and Or the alcohol blocks it. The ethanol blocks it. So That's so crazy. I know. It's a good, ex- it's a good excuse. <laughs> I must have drank some... It might help save your puppy. Oh, it might help save... And get him just ripping just drunk. Just ripped. Yeah. Um, a ripped dog, and he's going to barf all over. Okay, so a theme park in Lithuania recreates life as a USSR citizen, which that's Russia, if you don't remember. Okay. Um, Visitors have had their belongings confiscated. They have Uh to wear gas masks. They have to experience interrogation, and they must learn the Soviet anthem. But their reward is a shot of vodka. Only one? Yeah, well. That's not very Russian. (laughs) Still funny. Um, That's a sad Here's a sad fact. I'm not going to read that one. Don't end on that one. No, I'm not going to. Don't end on a downer. Um, I will. I, it's not in this sheet, but I'm going to tell you something I thought was super interesting when I was looking through this stuff. In World okay. War, at the end of World War II, in Russia, which is essentially the last day of the war, which like for us was VE Day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all the vodka in Russia was drank. In their that's celebration, and there was no vodka left in Russia. And at first, I thought, oh, that's just a story. But it's like in multiple sources. So, um, and the very next day, you know what? No one cared. It was all gone. Oh my they god! They were like, oh, I don't want to see it again. <laughs> Until like three days later, and it was like a three day hangover. <laughs> and then three days later, they're like, you know, I could, ha- I could have some more vodka. But also, Russia had banned the sale of vodka during World War One. Um, and when they did that, the government immediately lost a third of their income. Wow, from taxes and stuff. Just yeah, interesting. Um, so they had uh oh, um George Zizkov, Marshal of the Soviet Union, loved Coca Cola, but he didn't want to see be seen drinking it because it was a symbol of American imperialism. Sure. sure. So through Harry S. Truman, he had a chemist make a colorless version that looked like vodka. Oh my gosh! Clear Coke. I mean, it's that can American, be all sorts of stuff. It's American, <laughs> American way, isn't it? Um, this is uh, sexist. In the Czech Republic, you spank unmarried women on Easter as a tradition. Um, I mean, maybe they like it. Wow. Um, young men go from house to house, and as a thank you, they get a shot of vodka from the girl's father. Gross. What? That's what it says. That's, yeah. There is a source, a YouTube video, if the, you want to see it. I'm... I did not watch The timeliness it. of that is not so good. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. It's oh, wow. sexist and terrible. Wow. 
Well, the last thing I've got is vodka is sold on the streets of Russia for 60 cents a shot. Is that still continually going on? Uh-huh. I, I guess so, because it oh says that government efforts to halt this trade have failed. So um, anyway, 60 cents a shot, but they're sold in plastic containers like you use for yogurt. That's a, that's a big container. Yeah, that's a big shot. <laughs> 60 cents. I mean, when a whole bottle is like a buck. I mean, yeah. there you go. It's a good profit margin. Um, they're really popular as a winter warmer in the winter. Oh, my gosh. Or a warmer upper in the winter. That's as what I meant to say. It probably would do the job. Yeah, so there you go. You get your Tupperware full of vodka. Get <laughs> your Tupperware with vodka in it. Shannon, if anyone wants to see pictures of our Tupperware with vodka in it and see the recipes for these uh, particular drinks that we've made tonight, where can they go? You can find us on Instagrams uh, at Amateur Bartending 4, which is the number 4, Immature. And there we'll have the two Cosmo recipes from tonight, plus all of our backlog of pictures and recipes. Awesome. And we do still have our uh, email. And how can they uh, send us an email and email us pictures? You can find our email. Um, you can email us at ab4ip at yahoo.com. It's the number four, ip at yahoo.com. Right. So we'd love to hear from you folks. And people send us some pictures and send us some thumbs up and... Send us some uh, indication they like what we're doing, and we love to hear that. And I guess until next time, I guess we have a couple ep- more episodes planned in the can. We're going to try to see if we can't get a few more put up here before yeah, long. Hopefully absolutely. it won't be such a big uh, time between episodes. Until then. Yeah. Um, cheers, everybody. Happy cocktailing. Cheers and happy cocktailing.